Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of STR Conversations, hosted by myself, Jasper Rivers, and Eric Muller. Every Friday, we release a new episode where Eric and I have an organic conversation and discuss what's happening in the short-term rental industry and share what we're learning in our hosting businesses and through working with the thousands of students that go through our coaching programs. So this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up your time and become the CEO of your business instead of the manager. And that allows you to focus on high-level tasks that really move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. And we do that by giving you the systems and teaching you how to build a team so you can actually delegate all those lower-level tasks. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com x. That is strlegends.com x. You are listening to an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast hosted by Jasper Rivers and Eric Miller. So let's dive in. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to episode 520 of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, we are your hosts, Jasper Rivers and Eric Muller, and we are talking about our renovations of Strawberry Creek Village, our first property that we bought for the Freewild company. And we are going to explain how we are planning to add 150K in revenue by renovating our four current cabins. Eric, what's up, man? How was your Halloween? Oh, man. I don't know if it started yet. Yeah. I mean, we didn't buy any costumes, but we gotta, we're going to go trick-or-treating. Go have some fun. What about you, man? I see that you got some tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. We actually had a Halloween is big here in Panama. Saturday was when everybody celebrated here. I don't know. In the, in the States, do they celebrate this week? Yeah. 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 They're celebrating on Saturday and, you know, but you know me, man, I'm an old man now. I'm in bed <laughs> by 930. I am usually as well, but we did celebrate. We had a pretty big Halloween party. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I have a tattoo in my neck. I have one on my arm as well here. And, you know, I've never had a tattoo in my life. And it was very interesting to see that a lot of people were commenting on my tattoos. They were saying yeah. like, hey, man, those tattoos look really cool and you should keep them. So well, I promise I promise you after this podcast, a lot of people are going to be commenting on the way that you say uh, tattoo. Which, uh, <laughs> How do you say? It? I don't know. I'm from Jersey, man. So I say tattoo, you know, but, <laughs> but yeah, awesome. man. But yeah, talking about Halloween, this... uh uh, this past Saturday up in Ottawild, where our cabin hotel is, they had a uh, huge Halloween parade. The whole town just kind of turned over and it was awesome, man. And our property was part of the Halloween parade. So we got uh, a lot of eyeballs on the hotel, some awesome guests that stayed at the property. So man, I love that. I love that area. So, but let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about what we came up with and you know, how we have discovered that we're going to be adding about 150000 a year in revenue on this hotel, just on the four existing cabins, mm -hmm. which I'm excited about. That doesn't include yeah. all the tiny homes that we're going to develop. So, yeah. Well, let's give some background, right? Why we are renovating, right? 
So for the people that are listening, you're, you're probably aware that Eric and I bought this property about a year ago. The vision was to turn it into our first free wild property, which means that we have to do the renovations to get the design and the branding aligned with our vision. So that's the that's the main goal. I've never actually been in Strawberry at Strawberry Creek Village. So why don't you give us give us a quick walkthrough of our of our four properties? And I'll share my screen as you're as you're talking. Yeah. Uh, so that the people who are watching on YouTube, they can actually see what we're talking about here. So for sure. Yeah, let's talk about the why behind the renovation because the the property right now does quite well, you know, the way that we're running it now. And like a pure disclaimer, we are not focused on optimizing every single dollar out of this property right now. We were more focused on buying this property and upgrading the technology, implementing our systems, hiring the right people to get it to run like a machine. And I think it did very well the first year of operation. But I wanted to I want to make make it very clear we haven't really focused 100% on truly optimizing occupancy across all the properties. And the reason behind that is like, you know, the property itself, it does really well. And we could fill the gaps in and raise the occupancy on this hotel. But what we're focused on is building a brand, building a recognizable brand that has standards in the hospitality side, but also standards in the experience of the properties, right? So we've been putting a lot of our focus into building this brand and understanding what elements, design elements, do we have to bring into these properties to be able to launch this brand? So this is really the main reason for us to go into this. But then also going into the renovations, we figured out that we can obviously increase occupancy. We can increase the ADR and, of course, increase the revenue on these four properties just by doing some basic renovations. These are not gut rehabs. It's mostly cosmetic and furniture and, and experience that we're going to be putting into this. And then once we add in the the tiny homes to the property, that's where this investment really skyrockets for us. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So for everyone who's listening, the the property that we purchased is a town called Ottawa, California, about two hours northeast of San Diego, two and a half hours southeast of LA. And the property consists of four cabins. First cabin that we're looking at right now is the barn. It is a four bedroom, two bath, single family home. That one is going to get the most renovation and design upgrades, which we can touch on. But the entire property itself is going to go through uh, design upgrades, layouts, kitchen, the whole thing. So this one, it, it works very well. But the layout, if you're watching, the layout's not great. The design is not great. Decor is not updated. So this one definitely needs some love. The second property that we have, which is right next to this one, is what's called the schoolhouse. This one's pretty cool. This grabs a lot of attention for people who are walking up the block or driving. You know, when I'm at the property, we see this all the time where someone's walking and they'll stop and start taking photos of this property, or they'll they'll pull over and walk onto our property to take a look at this house. I don't know. We don't have the documents for this, but apparently this is a historic schoolhouse that was uh, moved to this location back in the early 1900s. And the previous owners, they painted this like bright red, almost offensive red on the outside, but it looks like an old schoolhouse. The inside is very clean and 
cabinet-esque, but the decor needs to be updated. That's the biggest thing for this property. We're going to talk about too the decision that that we just came to about adding a second bathroom to this unit. This is a two-bedroom, one-bath. Third property consists of two units. One is the mill house, which is a really cool property. I mean, this is a one-bedroom with a loft and a one bathroom and a hot tub area, but really cool. It has some really awesome windows that overlook the the lower park that we have. And this is one of our most famous units or most popular, I should say. The fourth unit that's attached to this property is called the Den. And this one is my favorite. This is obviously, this one is booked the most for us. This is a studio unit, but I don't know what's so special about this one. But when Samantha and I go up there, that's where we stay. I love to stay in that unit. Our guests love that property. Overlooks the trees. It's just an incredible spot. So that's that's the cabin hotel, right? Those four units. And then on top of that, we bought that lower park that you guys see now, which is just under an acre, which we're using for like guest experience. There's a, you know, there's games down there, sitting areas, picnic areas, swings, access to the creek, the whole thing. And then we have a third lot, which is up on on the main road, which we're going to be building, hopefully in the next few months, three additional tiny homes, which are going to be the same size as the Daydreamers Den. So that's our property now. Right now, what we're focused on, though, is trying to understand how much money do we actually put into this these four existing units to maximize the performance of these properties. And it's a tricky question, right? Because like for me, I want to go in and I just want to gut everything and redesign these properties to make it feel like freaking Disneyland when you walk in there. Level of experience and detail, right? So that's where we got to focus. One, we got to you know prevent me from doing that and our contractors and our designers. But we need to come up with a budget and we have to say, okay, what is the total amount of money that we can invest into these four units and the surrounding property for the experience of our guests to where we can maximize occupancy and maximize the ADR on this. Mm-hmm. And it's been a it's been a tricky situation to try to figure out how much do we invest into the barn versus the the den, right? And the last thing I'll say, and I'll pass it to you so we start talking about the numbers is what's going through my mind is how do I renovate these properties and the design of the units to launch our brand of uh, Free Wild without spending too much money or doing unnecessary renovations, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about you know the schoolhouse a little bit, how I want to add a second bathroom to it because it's not the greatest layout. But after your research on the marketplace, you realize like, hey, there's really no real upside to doing that, right? To adding that second bathroom. So that right there just saved us 50 grand, right? That we could potentially put in somewhere else in the property or not spend it, which would be great. So yeah, so that's where we're at, guys. That's the property, four cabins that we're going to renovate. We'll do a whole nother show on the numbers and the approval process, the design and build process of the tiny homes that we're going to build. We just want to talk to you guys now about these four cabins, how our philosophy of coming up with the renovation budget. We'll talk a little bit about where that budget's going, but most importantly is like the numbers. So looking at here's the budget, 
this is how we came up with it. And this is the the outcome of uh, mm-hmm. these numbers once we invest into these properties. So yeah. Yeah, man. So what were your takeaways going through this process? Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, this is the first time that we're we're doing that. You know, you have experience with, I know you have experience with renovating and real estate and everything. Yeah. But this is the first time that we we bought a vacation rental hotel essentially. And now we wanna we wanna do these renovations. And it's not so easy to could just come up with a budget, right? We've no. been talking about this for a while. We've been talking to you know our mastermind members and getting some advice. But one thing that I learned is first of all, there's no there's no like real clear answer on how to approach it. Because yeah, everyone has like you know, different viewpoints and different yeah. types of advice. So there's no, I was looking for that one person who just could tell me like, oh, bro, this is how you do it. X, Y, Z, boom, there we go. That's it's so funny, case. man. Yeah. Like when we brought this to the mastermind and our our mentors, every who people who do this at a high level, unit wise, we ask them and every single person has a different approach a different philosophy that works for them. But at the end of the day, it always comes back down to what is the return that you're looking for to get out of this, right? And everyone has a different threshold behind that. But the approach is a bit different. So I I like the approach that we came up with that you've been crunching the numbers on. I think I think it makes sense. And yeah, I mean, this is a completely different experience than my past experience of real estate development where I would buy old house, tear it down or renovate the whole thing and then flip Mm -hmm. it. We're trying to launch a brand. So it's a different type of renovation and focus. But then we're also trying to have consistent, we're renovating to have consistent income and cash flow on this property. So totally different approach. And it's been fun. It's been fun to, to see how to do this. Yeah. And one thing to keep in mind as well is like, this is, this is our first property of, you know, our vision is to have 20 to 25 of these, right? So there's also a difference between when you're renovating, when you have one property and you're just renovating that property versus what we're doing. Because the money that we're including in the renovations, part of that going to the brands, right? The design, yes. the branding and everything. And that's going to, that money is is going to be used also for future properties that we buy, Right. That's just one note on that. But but yeah, our approach was basically, obviously we're looking, first we're looking at like how much revenue are our current units doing and how much can we increase that? Because we need to understand like every dollar that we put into these units, like how much, what's the ROI that's, that, that's going to give us, right? So that's where we started. Just looking at like how much, how much revenue are we generating now? What are the top properties in our market generating? And what are like similar properties generating, right? Because we we can't just look at the top properties because you know they they could be like a different a different type of property, right? Treehouse is different than a studio. Our studio can never be a treehouse because it's it's not a treehouse, right? <laughs> no, and yeah, and, and to your point too, right? Like we're we're in an area where there's really beautiful properties sitting up on mountains overlooking some incredible views, right? which will have a higher demand and a higher ADR. 
than our cute little tiny homes that are on somewhat of a busy street right down the block from the town, from the local town. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why people want to stay there. They, they feel disconnected, but they can still just leave their cabin, walk down a couple of blocks and be at the local restaurant yeah. bar, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great way too. It's not just comparing apples to apples. We have to compare the amenities, the the views, the reason why people are booking this property over another property. But yeah, our, our properties won't compare to a, a tree house. Yeah. AirDNA. Yeah, I'm sure everybody who's listening is uh, familiar with this tool. AirDNA is a tool to research the market, essentially, right? You can see the revenue. You can see ADRs of properties in your market. So the first thing that that we did is looking at our at the top properties, right? This is a tab on AirDNA. And what you can do is you can filter by amount of bedrooms. So we're going to take the den as an example here. So what, I, what I'm doing on AirDNA is I'm selecting studios, right? What shows up is the 12th top performing studios in our marketplace. Now, our, our studio is actually number two, which I thought that was kind of surprising, you know, because there's a an echo yurt, like really cool treehouse kind of thing in there. There's a dome. These these are pretty cool properties. So I was pretty excited to see that our den is uh, is the number two top performing studio in our marketplace. Yeah, it's pretty interesting too because the the ADRs aren't that far off, right? Like it shows our ADRs at one ninety nine per mm -hmm. night, and like that that yurt, which is, and a Tesla charger charger. That's funny. Uh, that's that's hilarious. You're, you're gonna do a eco yurt, but you're gonna be driving and charging a Tesla there. Um, <laughs> is that 184 a night? Yeah, right. So very similar. And I I don't even oh, I've stayed there. The I I don't even think we have truly maximized that property either for what it is without renovations. Yeah, there's quite a bit of room there. So yeah, but that's yeah. awesome, man. That we're number two in the market. Yeah. But that's really that's really interesting to see because it tells it tells us something about the experience that people are seeking, right? Mm -hmm. That the den is performing so well and it has a you know it has a pretty strong occupancy for us, right? The look of the occupancies, it's just over sixty percent, which puts us at almost fifty thousand. And there's one caveat that you have to make with RDNA is uh it doesn't take into account direct bookings, right? Yeah. And we we did have a number of dire bookings. So our actual revenue is a bit higher than what we're looking at at, at AirDNA. So if you're doing research, keep that in mind. AirDNA only grabs our Airbnb and VRBO revenue, right? So mm -hmm. that's a small caveat because these other units, you know, they could have some direct bookings too, right? That we don't know about. But sure. still, it gives a it gives a pretty good indication of what's possible. You know, we're looking at just above fifty thousand seems to be the kind of the ceiling for studios in our marketplace. Obviously, that doesn't mean that we can't do more because we can set, you know, with our unit and experience, we can set a new uh, a new kind of market limit to, you know, in, for, for these studios, right? So that's the first thing that we want to look at is like top properties to just to get an idea of like, you know, where would we be able to get the, the revenue? But also one thing to notice, is, especially in our markets, there's a lot of different type of properties, right? We're looking at tree houses, at yurts, at domes. 
you know, in other marketplaces that might be, you know, if you're in a big city or something, it's probably going to be much easier to compare. Like as a studio, they're all going to be in condo buildings and things. And our market is a bit more diverse. So what we also want to do, and I'm showing this on AirDNA now where I go to the overview tab and now I'm going to select on the map. I'm just going to select the studios and I'm going to zoom in on our area. Right, because as Eric mentioned, we are we are kind of like walking distance from downtown, but a lot of these units they're they're further out, right? Mm -hmm. So that you have a different experience where you feel like you're in the middle of the woods, more of a remote type of experience. You might have like an amazing view from the from the mountaintop. We also want to look at like what are units doing in our sort of you know in our neighborhood, right? So so right here, I'm selecting the den our unit now. And then I'm looking at some, some other units that are close by, right? And we're looking at like 20K, 37K, 26K. And what I noticed is like, there's only really one unit that performs at our level. Yeah. Right. And have you stayed at this one? It's called the Patrician. No. Have you stayed at no, this one? From, I'm not familiar with that one, but I find that really interesting because that, that unit particularly looks like a a unit that wouldn't exist in the mountains. Like right. That looks like a LA Palm Springs, you know, very clean, very minimalist. But I find yeah. that really interesting compared to like just a cabin-esque. Like that doesn't feel like you're in the mountains. That feels like you're in Joshua Tree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a nice unit. It's nicely designed. It has, but like you mentioned, as I was going for all these properties too, and I think this is a really good, really good exercise for anybody anybody who kind of want to understand their market a little bit more go on AirDNA and go through all these units and create a excel sheet and just you know write down like the the units that are most similar to yours and and write down the amenities because you get a really good idea for these units like like I said I've never been in Idlewild but I've seen so many properties now I know exactly the experience now that most of these units are delivering, right? Because they all have they all have a barbecue grill, they all have a patio, a lot of them have a hot tub, and it's all they all have a fireplace, and they all have a fireplace. So it's really yeah. that experience, that mountain type of experience that you know that most of these units are offering, right? But yeah, so you know, just to just to go back to the numbers here. So we're looking at the top performing properties. We're looking at the properties that are similar to ours. And in the dense case, you know, we, we already are kind of top of market. So that makes it a little tricky to understand like how much can we raise, you know, that ADR and that revenue. It also tells us that we don't need to change that much. We don't need to, what we really want to do is we want to make sure that number one, the furniture and the design is aligned with the Freewild brand. Right. Right. That's the most important thing on this on this property. What what are your thoughts? I mean, you've stayed at the den. Like, what are your thoughts on like what else do we need to do with that unit? Yeah. So again, I mean, you know, right now, you know, we're we're sixty plus occupancy. We can get that property pretty easily to seventy plus seventy five percent occupancy. Really focus on the marketing and the pricing and all of that to fill the gaps, right? with the existing structure, like the way that it is, right? People love it and works fine, all of that. It doesn't need major upgrades when it comes to like the bathrooms, the kitchens and all of that. It's all cosmetic right now. So we will be like, depending on the budget, I can play with 
really designing, like for example, our avatar for that property is a couple, right? It's a studio. There's only one bed. There's no blow up mattresses. There's no couch that pulls out, nothing like that. We only focus on two people staying there, right? So we, and we get a lot of couples that are going there to disconnect and just kind of be with themselves, right? So with that in mind, understanding the avatar of who's coming to our property, why they're coming to our property, why they chose our unit versus the yurt, that's when we start taking our budget and starting investing in different parts of the property, right? Which is for me, when I'm up there, in the living room, you have a small couch reading area. You have the fireplace. That's what people absolutely love the fireplace and they love the hot tub, the whole thing. So I want to put our effort into the experience of that spot right there sitting in front of the fireplace. How yeah. do we create that experience to where people absolutely enjoy that moment. That's what's drawing them to this property. So mm -hmm. if you're looking at this photo, or maybe if you're not looking at it, the previous owners, they just took a ton of... It's almost like they went to a thrift store or a yard sale and just kind of threw 50 bucks at the person, picked up a bunch of stuff and just threw it in this unit. Nothing matches. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't really look that great. What we're going to be investing into is more of the colors, the smells, the feels, the, the little elements that's going to take that property to the next level. Really focusing on the full sensory experience and adventure of that, of that property. So it's all going into furniture. It's going to some design upgrades. If we have the budget, we're going to upgrade the bathroom because the bathroom is like a typical 1990s plastic shower, you know, it's not, you don't feel good when you're in there. Right. Mm -hmm. So we want to make it more of a couple's experience that's in there. Right. Yeah. We're not upgrading electric. We're not upgrading plumbing. We're not doing anything major. It's all in cosmetic and all in the experience. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and I think with that and then upgrading our marketing and getting away from the strawberry Creek village brands, and focusing on free wild and the marketing and the branding behind that, really focusing on filling the gaps of our bookings. Cause right now we just predominantly rent out on the weekends and it's like, we'll drop the prices, but we're not really focused on driving revenue in the moment in that property. So I think through that, we can be the top of the market for the studios there because if you look at the number one unit that's on air dna the number one unit experience wise is not really matching it but what they have is they invested pretty heavily into their design into their you know mm -hmm. furniture and aesthetics so yeah i think when it comes to that that's what we're focusing on we're going to be focusing on more privacy on the property and like when you're sitting in the hot tub how do you feel like you're alone sitting in the hot tub in the mountains versus seeing other people that are staying on the village, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then upgrading small things. So big part of the brand of Freewild is being obsessed with design, right? We don't have to upgrade different aspects of the property, but part of the design, part of the experience of staying at a Freewild mm -hmm. is being inspired by the design elements that we bring into the property, right? So that's where our money's going into this particular unit. But if you go across from there into the schoolhouse or the barn, 
that we have to get super creative on cultivating an entire experience there because it's completely lacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The barn is a mess and boxy and can't really enjoy it that much. And the schoolhouse is you feel like you're surrounded by people and there's no privacy in that schoolhouse. Yeah. Well, let's talk more about the schoolhouse because I think this, when it comes to the renovations, the schoolhouse is actually probably our in- most interesting unit where we have to make a real decision when it comes to the layout of the schoolhouse, right? Right. So, yeah, let's talk about the let's talk about the schoolhouse. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to share the photos now of the schoolhouse, and then yeah, walk us through that decision because like right now it's a two bedroom, but the challenge is that. One, we we only have one bathroom and it's inside one of the bedrooms. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you yeah. don't, you don't really have that privacy if you're so, staying in the other one. Yeah. So again, this is, this is a really interesting property because this is what grabs all the attention for the property. This is what originally grabbed my attention of the property about a year before we bought it, walking through the town. I'm like, oh, this is super cool that they have this, this old schoolhouse here. And it's a vacation rental that you can stay in. So people absolutely love it from the outside. But when you get, when you book the property, the biggest challenge with this, this one unit is on that photo, go back to that photo Mm -hmm. on the right hand side of the building, which is where the bedroom is. You have a, the main street that goes Mm -hmm. all the way down to the main area. So you have a lot of foot traffic and a lot of cars going up and down there. So you kind of, you feel like you're not necessarily in the mountains when you're in that bedroom. There's no divide. There's no separation between the two. The second biggest challenge here is that we are marketing this as a two bedroom, right? And in the back bedroom, there's two bedrooms, one with a queen size bed, the back has bunk beds. And the bathroom is right there in the main bedroom. So you have Mm -hmm. to, if you're staying there with a guest, Samantha and I were there and we had our friend Holly with us and she was in the other bedroom middle of the night. She had to use the bathroom. So she got up and she walked through our bedroom, which was completely Mm -hmm. like just all three of us just felt uncomfortable and we're like, oh, this is crazy to use the bathroom. So to me, it just doesn't feel comfortable. Right. And there's no privacy. There's no private yard to this. It's just kind of surrounded by other, other units. So what we have been discussing is, does it make sense to convert the back, to add a bathroom to the back bedroom so we can market it as a two bedroom, two bath? The challenges that come up with this is just, of course, building a whole new bathroom from scratch. You have foundation, you have roof lines, plumbing, you have the city getting involved or the county getting involved, the whole thing. It's not cheap, right? And it, and mm-hmm. it can open up a can of worms. Yeah. But in my mind, I was like, hey, we have to convert this property so we we can market it better because our guests are complaining about the same thing, right? That they have to walk through the bedroom to get to the bathroom. So... Why don't you walk through the numbers? What did you discover? Because for me, yeah. I was like, hey, 50K, I could build an awesome little bathroom. We can convert this to a two-bedroom, two-bath, and we can market this better and convert, just solve this problem. Mm-hmm. But then you found through doing the numbers that like, ah, this doesn't actually make too much sense for us to do that investment. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I went on AirDNA and I'm sharing my screen now. If you want to watch on, on YouTube, you can see it. I've selected two bedrooms. And one thing that I I realized, like as I'm going through all these two bedrooms that are doing 
a lot of revenue, right? A bunch of them are doing like, you know, between 100 and 115,000, which is a lot for a two bedroom, but they're all, they're all like very different experiences than that we could create with the schoolhouse, right? They're very remote. Most of them are A-frames. Yeah. And they're much larger than our I mean, units. These are beautiful properties. I mean, they these are like typical A-frames built in the mountains. You know, they stand out, they pop. Like this one has the mountains in the backyard. It's like, yep. these are just nowhere comparable to the property that we have. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's what I was saying earlier. When you look at AirDNA, you really have to make sure that you're looking at properties that are comparable to the experience that you can create with your own. Because we were just look, if we just look at two bedrooms, we'd be like, oh, well, you know, two bedroom can do like 100K. So then, you know, it would be, it would be worth it for us to invest, you know, 50 to 100,000 if we can, if we can increase the revenue that much. Mm-hmm. But then if you're actually looking at, you know, what are comparable units in our area, right? So we go on the uh, AirDNA, we just select two bedrooms and then we zoom in. Instead of looking at the top properties in our entire marketplace, you know, we're zooming in on the map and we're trying to find those properties that where we can get like a, a similar experience. And what you'll see then is that you know, I can't really find in our area, I can't really find any two bedrooms that are the best that I can find is like around 70k. Yeah. Right. And those are those are the ones that we can we can compare to ours, not those those A-frame units that are in the mountains. So sure. You know, I went through this, I spent a lot of time just going through going through all of these properties, you know, and on the Excel sheet. I listed out the ones where I think they're most similar and that, that have an experience that we can actually replicate. And then what we see is that, you know, we could get the revenue maybe up to around, you know, 60 to 70 on that unit, which which is a lot less than those those units we were looking at earlier, right? So you're saying 60 to 70K a year if it's converted as a two-bedroom, two-bath. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see, I can't really see the revenue going a lot higher than like 70K because I, I just don't see any units that are similar that are doing anything in that range, right? Sure. It's like the units that are doing better, that are doing more than that, they're all those those type of, those bigger homes, you know, that we can't match the experience. Yeah, but this also comes back down. And this is why I think it's important for, for the hosts that are listening to this this discussion is like, there's so much discovery in this, right? Because mm-hmm. then what I would challenge on that, it's like, yeah, of course, you know, that we can't compare the schoolhouse to those A-frames, right? But what those A-frames don't have is the experience of free wild community, right? Mm-hmm. So once this brand is launched and we're focused on that lower park and the experience of being on a free wild property and the branding, the whole thing, what what is the value? What's the what's the the delta of a brand experience of the property? Right. Sure. So it's like, yeah, we can't compare it to that 100K. All these other properties that are too better and too bad are doing a 60 to 70, but could we increase an additional 10, 15K a year above that? Because of the brand and the experience of being on a free wild, right? Sure. At a free wild. 
So like that's possible too. And like when, mm-hmm. when we talk to the legends, you know, that are, that are doing hotels at a high level, they're like, Hey, like at the end of the day, like you can create the market based on the product that you bring mm-hmm. to the market. Right. Sure. So, but it comes down to like, you know, do you, so once you finish the numbers there, because what, what did you discover with the one bedroom one? Yeah. Bath? Cause the other idea was like rearranging the layout and opening up the footprint and turning it into a one bedroom, one bath versus a two bedroom one. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of things on that. Number one is like, yeah, I totally believe that we can increase the revenue over time with our brand, but that's going to be the case. If we turn it into one bedroom, we'll, we'll get that bonus too. Right. But what I, what I'm seeing is that the difference between a one really well-performing one bedroom and a well-performing two bedroom in our area, right? So outside of those, those really the cool remote A-frames, it's just, I don't, the difference isn't that great. Isn't that much, you know, like, I think it maybe, maybe it can give us an extra 10, you know, maybe maximum of 15 K. I just think that, you know, also looking at the performance of the den, it also tells me that if, I know with the schoolhouse, if we turn it into a one bedroom, one bath, and we make it really nice. We can create a really cool experience for, for a couple in there, just like with the den, right? Because yeah. then we have the money to add a hot tub because the schoolhouse is the only one that doesn't have a hot tub, right? Yep. It just seems to me looking at just comparing those one bedrooms to two bedrooms, it just seems to me that it's going to be more effective for us to create a really cool one bedroom experience versus trying to create a two bedroom experience. Right. Right. You know, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And I much rather, you know, staying at that property, I much rather us invest into the experience of the hot tub, putting up fencing to divide from the road to that property, creating some more of a, you're in the mountains experience versus Mm -hmm. you're in this cabin that's kind of surrounded by other people. Right. And that's, you're going to specifically, you're going to free wild to disconnect. Right. So so yeah, and if that's the case, then we have this budget of an additional 50K that we could decide not to invest or invest in different parts of either the property as a whole or that one specific. Yeah, guy. exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, man, we can talk about this for a long time. I just realized we're like 45 minutes in already. <laughs> okay. Okay. How about we do this, man? Why don't you wrap up? Because I, what I think what I think you did really well. And, and we will do more of these podcasts around this property because we're in it now we're building the brand. Now we we hired team members. We are, you know, we have an architect now working on the plans for the tiny home community. We're signing a contractor to start these renovations that we're talking about in January. And we're working on finally wrapping up our designer as well. So we're in it. We're discovering a lot. We're implementing a lot. So we're going to be sharing quite a bit of these podcasts with you guys on top of the additional moves that we're making for Free Wild as raising money in Q1, like that process and potentially buying some more properties next year. So what I would love for you to do, man, is like, you know, let's talk about that, how we came to that 130 to 150K additional per year in revenue. Because mm-hmm. what I thought you did really well was you looked at, you compared the properties, but then we did a scale of occupancy. Then we did a scale of ADR. 
And then we, we recognize just by investing and talk about the budget, how you came up with the budget and that scale to where it's like, hey, this is, I'm confident that we can generate 130 to 150K a year in revenue on these properties by investing this much money. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, until now we've, we've talked about like, look at the top performing properties in your market, look what similar properties are doing, compare the amenities and, and really get a, a realistic view of like, how much revenue can you add by doing these renovations? So I did that for all four units and I came to the conclusion that we could, we could increase our revenue by around 150,000. Now, the next thing we got to do is we got to decide like, okay, how much, how much can we, what's our budget? How much do we need to invest, right? To get that 150K in revenue and how, how quick, what's, what's the return on investment that we're looking for? All right. Cause we also got to think about the return on investment of the total project. So what we did is essentially we said, okay, we want to make any dollar that we put into the renovations. We want to make that back within three years. That means that our ROI is going to be, is going to be pretty good, right? Because compared to like when you purchase an entire property, like making your money back in three years is really good. So if we can do that. We're going to actually raise the ROI on the total project. And then lastly, you know, on top of just looking at what similar properties are doing, the top properties are doing, you know, we created this, uh, basically in, in Excel, we created a sheet where we have like different ADRs. We're going to start at around what we're, what we're doing now and then just add like, you know, 20 bucks and create a scale and then, you know, plot it out to the occupancy. Cause we also know, we also know that like, if we're going to do these renovations, we know that we can raise the ADR, right? We don't know exactly by how much, but we're, we're improving the experience, right? And we also know that, you know, what kind of occupancy is realistic for us to get to, right? Like we know that typically in most markets, like around 60, 70% occupancy is pretty realistic for if we do our marketing correctly, if we have units that are well-designed, if the experience is dialed in, we should be able to get that, right? So. That's just a whole, it's a different way of like looking at like estimating our revenue. And I think what's powerful is when you compare both methods, right? You're looking at similar properties, you're looking at sub properties, and then you compare that with what we think is realistic when it comes to ADR and occupancy. And then when those numbers pretty much like match up, that's when I feel like I feel pretty confident of, of making an estimate of like what we think that we could do. Yeah. 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 So is this a spreadsheet that you think we can share as well as far as the format? Yeah. I mean, I, I got to make it a little prettier, you know, <laughs> before, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, before we share sure. it. Yeah. Because it's right now, there's a lot of, a lot of numbers all over the place, but you know, I think this is, I think it's a solid sheet that we can use in the future, even for, you know, projecting new properties that we might be buying as well. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So to wrap all this up, what we're looking at is we're looking at the top properties on AirDNA, comparing those top properties to our units specifically. So that's, you know, that's pretty straightforward. Next is the decision of understanding, like, what do we need to invest into that is furthering the brand that can help us maximize the occupancy? 
And then lastly, it comes down to our returns. What kind of returns are we looking for? We mm-hmm. have a three X multiple, right? So it's like, we want to make our money back in three years on this investment. Plus we have a threshold of what we are paying our investors on this property as well. So all of that comes into into play on these decisions. But for everyone who's like going through this now and you guys are either trying to buy something that you're going to renovate or considering getting into the same model as we are with these boutique hotels, just know that there's no right way or there's no one way of doing the numbers on this. You have to find something that you're comfortable with and align it to align it to what you have to align it to the returns that you're looking for and what you are bringing to the world, right? So this is going to be, and again, guys, like this, this is Southern California, right? So California real estate is, is extremely expensive. Running businesses are very expensive. So these aren't the the highest returns in the country, but for California, it's a great return for investors and for our company and also for the first hotel of this business, right? So for us, we're putting that brand and what's the total budget that we have? So our total budget is going to be around 400,000. Right. Yeah. So we got to do another podcast on this because yeah. like the way that you came up with the numbers, I thought was really interesting because we have allocations based on based on where we think we can bring the ADR and occupancy on each unit. We have a budget for every property for each structure, but then it goes down to where do we put that money in those units? And do we actually need to invest a hundred thousand into the barn or the schoolhouse? Or can we put that money towards Mm -hmm. the property and the experience or do we not invest it at all? Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that would be a good conversation to break that down, but yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious to hear from the listeners too, if you guys have a a different way that you are approaching these types of renovations and performances, shoot us an email. I would love to love to hear from you guys. And once this spreadsheet is cleaned up a bit, we'll definitely share it with you guys. So hopefully you found this breakdown valuable. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. We can dive into the millhouse and the barn, maybe on another podcast as well. But yeah, it's going to be, I'm excited. Again, like going back to what we were talking about in the last few weeks on the podcast is like the biggest, the biggest thing that I'm learning with these, doing these new things is like, at some point we just have to make a decision that, like you said, you ask 10 people and they'll all have a slightly different approach. So you're never really going to find like the, the magic bullet approach of, of doing it perfectly. So at some point you got to just, like you said, do something that makes that you feel confident about and then just, just make a decision and get the ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to do like the next challenge for us is understanding how to, how to spread $400,000 across those properties. It's not (laughs) a lot of money. Like it sounds like a lot of money, but that money is going to go fast, especially with the inflation nowadays with, with the cost of material and all of that. So that's been a big challenge for us. And that would be a good podcast to talk about. That's been a big challenge of, finding the designer that we can bring in that's not just focused on this one property, but is understanding that they're helping us build this brand that we're going to duplicate across multiple properties Mm -hmm. or implement across multiple properties. So that's been a whole discovery on my side on, on how to put that together with those teams. So yeah, we'll update you guys on this and hopefully in the next month or so, we're going to be launching our YouTube channel where we're going to be actually tracking 
and documenting the experience of doing those renovations. So you guys get to see the the visuals of all this. So yeah. But yeah, man, good job, dude, on the numbers. Now I'm gonna go to work implementing this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Exciting stuff. All right, man. Well, let's wrap this up. So we'll be back, of course, next week. We might have our branding person on the on the podcast soon as well, right? Talking about branding. That'll be cool. Yeah. So we're going to be bringing on some new, some guests on this show, right? So we're going to be bringing on in, I think it's two weeks from now, we have a CEO of a very large hospitality brand jumping on the podcast with us, which I'm very excited about. You know, I, I, I knew him when he had the idea of starting this company and watched him when he, when he started growing it. And now he's just at such a major level. It's freaking awesome to see. So being able to specifically talk to him about scaling a multi-million dollar hospitality brand. So that's, that's exciting. And then in the coming, coming weeks, we're also going to be bringing on Kay, who's our new creative director for free wild, who's a branding and marketing expert. She is really leading the creative behind the Free Wild brand. So we're going to bring her on as well to to chat about mm-hmm. how to what is branding outside of just the visuals and how yeah. she pull it all together. So yeah, lots of cool stuff fun. coming up. And then also today is also a special day because it's the last day that you can schedule your call to join the Legends X program. It's right. our last class of the year. So when you listen to this now. Friday, it's the last day. Last day, last, last. So if you want to grow your business, go to overnightsuccess.io slash X, where you can find all the information on uh, how you can join our final class of Legends X. Of the year. Of the year. Of the year. Yes. We're not very clear. (laughs) We have many, many classes next year. But yeah, this year is going to be powerful. We're going to close it out strong and really kind of set everybody up for success for 2023 to, to scale with us. Cause we, we are doing the same with, with free wild. So yeah. All right, buddy, let's wrap it up, man. Thank you for everyone who tuned in and we'll be chatting with you guys next week. That's right. We'll be back. I'll be back on Monday and then Eric and I will be back on Friday. Have a great weekend everybody and see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short rental professionals. Really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you are looking to grow your Airbnb business, then we have a great opportunity for you because we just opened up enrollment for our next class of our 90-day short rental accelerator program, Legends X program is designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up time and really become the CEO, the owner of your business instead of the person that's doing all the work in your business. So you can focus on high level tasks that really move the, move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. So if that's interesting to you, then check out strlegends.com slash X. Uh, applications are now open and when you apply for the program we're going to get on a call with you to really figure out if it's the right fit for you we don't want to just enroll everybody into the program we're really looking for the right people people that we can bring the most value to so we're only looking for 30 companies Um, we're almost there already Uh, so we do have a few spots left Um, so if you are interested in growing your business then uh, don't wait just apply that's really the best way to find out if uh, if the program is the right fit for you so go ahead go to strlegends.com slash x to learn more about the program 
and we look forward to seeing your application. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.